Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith, and you're listening to us here on the Real Presence Radio Listening Network in the Upper Midwest. I'm broadcasting today from a Holy Cross Catholic Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, at the very heart of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network, where we shine a light of God's love upon all the Upper Midwest, especially in North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, and parts unknown, as people can join us online by listening to the Real Presence Radio Listening app. And as we share God's love and grace, we ask that the Lord would continue to bless us this day as we begin this moment with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father in heaven, we ask that you would pour forth your grace and continue to strengthen us as we follow your Son, Jesus, to eternal life. We ask that you would give us all the inspiration as we share the gospel with people in our lives through thoughts, words, and deeds. We ask all this through Christ our Lord, Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. And again, my name is Father Timothy Smith. I'm the pastor of Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota. We're so grateful to have Real Presence Radio right here in our listening area. Um, and just joining uh, the Universal Church as we share the light of God's love and, of course, so many great programs on Real Presence Radio. And this Real Presence Live is an opportunity to shine a light on the good things that God is doing in our region as we live the faith in our in our own lives and our own places, our own parishes, our communities, our schools, our homes, and we share the light of God's love in our life. And there are so many great ecclesial groups in the church, church groups that serve the church in many different ways, and one of them is the Knights of Columbus. I myself am a fourth-degree member of the Knights of Columbus, and we're grateful this morning to be joined by Mr. Scott Cunningham, who is the South Dakota State Deputy for the Knights of Columbus. Scott, thank you for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Well, good morning to you, and thank you for having me on this beautiful, almost winter day. That's right. It's good. We're going to get a little shot of warm weather here before we get ready for Thanksgiving week, Scott. And, uh, um, of course, all our listeners, uh, some of them have... uh, I'm sure they're, they, have, they have their turkeys thawing out right now, and they're getting ready uh, for that great day because it takes a lot of preparation. Um, you know, here in our parish, Holy Cross in Ipswich, we had a Knights of Columbus event on Sunday afternoon. We did turkey bingo, and so we uh, had Knights of Columbus. Uh, all our knights were in the parish and some families and people of all ages. We did bingo, and then we were able to... Uh, you know, have prizes. We had six great-sized turkeys. We were, we were able to get them from another member of Knights of Columbus on the other side of the state, 
and then uh, if, who has a connection in the turkey business, and then uh, we were able to use that charity to raise mo- money and funds for the Knights of Columbus. And so um, just another example of how in parishes and communities, uh, the Knights of Columbus come together in creative ways and uh, you know really share God's love. So, Scott, um, you are the South Dakota State Deputy for Knights of Columbus, and I imagine there are, there are other state deputies in our listening area. Uh, we have listeners, Scott, in North Dakota and Minnesota. Tell our listeners about you know who you are and uh, where you're from, your home parish, and how you got involved in Knights of Columbus. All right. Um, I'm a member of Sacred Heart Parish in Aberdeen, and I, I also am a fourth-degree knight. I joined the Knights back in October of 98. Coming up on 23 years now, so uh, it all started with someone asking me, you know, and that is that is the message we we have to our members to constantly just ask that Catholic gentleman sitting in the pew next to you to join us and to to help us with all the great works that the Knights of Columbus do. I've been on the state council since. Probably 2011 or 2009 as a district deputy. I served as a district deputy for four years before I ran for the position of state warden. And then I kind of advanced through the chairs at the state level. And in April of this year, I was elected to be state deputy. And that is a position that started on July 1, the beginning of our fraternal year. And in South Dakota, Typically, the state officer position serves two one-year terms. So I'm in the first six months of my term, and it's, it's a challenge. It's rewarding, but, but most of all, it's a privilege. I, I pray on that every day that it's a privilege that I was elected to lead the 9,000 members in South Dakota. And to be the face of those 9,000 members when I'm out and about. So I, I keep that in my mind all the time in, in the way I hopefully present myself and in the way I speak about the Knights of Columbus. That I am, and now I am probably the face that people know at the state level. But obviously we have 9,000 members that are doing things at the council level and and that's where things happen for the next Columbus. Well, that's incredible just to think about that many uh, Catholic men all around our region in South Dakota. You know, Scott, is there ever an occasion where the, the South Dakota or the state deputy for our state would get together with the state deputies from other states? As I mentioned, we have uh, uh, Knights of Columbus listeners in, in North Dakota, um, Minnesota, you know, even parts of Wisconsin and, and, and Wyoming and other places. Do the state deputies get together every year? Uh, actually, we get together twice a year for meetings. We we just returned from our mid-year meeting in Nashville, which was the first weekend in December. And this this meeting here was actually the first one where we had people from Canada and Poland be able to attend with us when we had our meeting, our first meeting back in June in New Haven. 
they were not able to travel to the U.S. at that time. Sure. So we, so we do have an organizational meeting in June and then a mid-year in November where all the state deputies come together for two days of meetings and, and great fraternal time we get to spend with each other. So as, as I was commenting at a meeting just last week that I was fortunate when we were in Nashville, we, we took the opportunity to invite the state deputy from Poland to our hotel room for a little bit of social time before we went out to dinner, and it was just amazing to, to listen to the things that the Knights are doing in Poland. You know, some, sometimes our local councils kind of know what happens in, in their local area or even in their local jurisdiction. But being state deputy gives me that larger perspective of the Knights of Columbus throughout the world not just here in the U.S. either. That's incredible. And thinking about how, uh, as a fraternal order, uh, Knights of Columbus, it, you know, from its foundation, has been a part of our Catholic Church, you know, really an expression of, you know, men living their Catholic faith, taking responsibility, uh, performing works of charity and mercy and, and spiritual works um, in all areas of their life. And that's, a, that's part of our call as missionary disciples, but how uh, Knights of Columbus works with Catholic men uh, to really give them tangible opportunities to live their faith right in their own parishes and their own families and their own homes um, and really be strengthened in their Catholic identity. And that, that's what we're called to do as members of the church around the world. And our, our universal Roman Catholic Church has members in all countries and all continents around the world. And uh, whether it's Poland or parts of Africa or uh, other nations, uh, Canada, of course, you mentioned, uh, there are affiliates of Knights of Columbus um, that are there all around the world. And so uh, how exciting to be able to get to meet and, and to have conversation, to socialize, and to be inspired by one another's commitment and faith um, to the church. So, Scott, Knights of Columbus promotes a program called Faith in Action for its members, and this helps Catholic men participate in the life of the Church. So what are some parts of this program, Faith in Action, that the Knights of Columbus, maybe some of our listeners have seen, you know, uh, one of those uh, pl things in their parish hall or in their parish entryway where there is a bunch of literature from the Knights of Columbus and it has different opportunities you know, what are some of the parts of this faith in action when people see that? Yeah. The faith in action programming came about two years ago. Uh, we used to use a surge with service campaign, and that has kind of turned to the faith in action as, as you spoke, Father, more about getting our Catholic men and their families more in tune with their faith, opportunities to practice their faith. And, and that thing you talked about in, in the entryway, that kiosk that you see in many parishes, hopefully we see in many parishes, because it's a great opportunity, you know, for anyone to, to grab a, a booklet, whether it's to learn how to pray, or whether it's a devotion to Mary, you know, there's, I think there's probably 21 to 24 different booklets available in both English and Spanish for some of our Hispanic members in our parishes. I know our parish in Aberdeen, we have 
we have both languages available. But that's one of them, you know, in the, the four aspects of the faith and action is faith, family, community, and life. And you, and you talked about that kiosk, and that kind of falls into the faith side. Probably another thing that most of our parishioners may see that kind of falls under the faith aspect is our Pilgrim Icon Program, hmm. where we have, this year, we will be having an image of St. Joseph and the Christ Child will be the, will be the, the Icon Program. And when the state deputies met in Nashville two weeks ago, we all presented that icon at a mass that was blessed by our Supreme Chaplain Bishop Bishop Lord Archbishop Lori. So those those have now come to all the jurisdictions and you'll start to see them coming through your parishes. So keep an eye out when you start to hear about the uh, Pilgrim Icon program coming to your to your parish. Yeah. The other large thing in our is our Into the Breach program. It's a, it's a booklet and a study guide, but also our Supreme Office has made great videos to go with this series. So those are kind of a couple of the things in the, in the family, or in the faith. In our family, it, you know, it would be things that people may see would be food for families, Keep Christ in Christmas campaigns, which are coming up on the on the community side of the programming. One of our most popular programs worldwide would be Coast for Kids. Mm. I think many parishes in, in in all the states that we've spoken of, you know, have those in in their parishes. Uh, free throw contest. Obviously, we we see. Makes the Columbus free throw contest throughout the state in this time of year. And another thing that we've made a special effort for this year is uh, sponsoring wheelchairs. Mm. And the Columbus works with the American Wheelchair Mission with Chris Lewis and, and his people to supply wheelchairs. And two years ago, in coordination with the Supreme Office, they supplied a container of 280 wheelchairs that went to the Rosebud Indian Reservation to be distributed. I was I was very fortunate to be able to go down and help distribute those, and I can honestly say it was one of the most fulfilling things I've done as a member of the Knights of Columbus. That's incredible, and just to think of all those people who. Uh, suffering from different disabilities or medical conditions are going to benefit um, from that generosity of the Knights of Columbus, but also the work of the church, really. It's all attributed to Jesus's mercy and, and really exhortation to us as his followers and disciples to live with mercy. And so the Knights of Columbus do an amazing job with that. Scott, we're going to take a short break. Um, We're on with Scott Cunningham from the South Dakota State Deputy for the Knights of Columbus. You are here on Real Presence Live. We'll be back with Scott. We'll talk more about the great works of spiritual works of mercy that the Knights of Columbus do right here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love, and it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we, we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith, and this morning we're broadcasting from our Aberdeen Ipswich area, and that's Holy Cross Catholic Parish. Also speaking this morning with one of the members from Sacred Heart Parish in Aberdeen. We're in the central part of South Dakota, and we're following Jesus and and celebrating the goodness of Catholic life and Catholic love celebrated on Catholic Radio. And so grateful to be part of the Real Presence Radio listening family here. Uh, My guest this morning is Mr. Scott Cunningham. Scott is a member of Sacred Heart Parish in Aberdeen, and he also uh, works as a South Dakota State Deputy for the Knights of Columbus. And Scott, you've mentioned you've been a member of Knights of Columbus now for going towards 25 years, and you've uh, served Knights in a local and regional capacity, and now you're on a, on the state board and served on several chairs, and so you now collaborate and get to meet members of Knights of Columbus, not only around the country, but around the world um, in the works that they do. Um, and we're talking this morning about the Faith in Action program, all the different facets that Knights of Columbus participate in to support and encourage the life of faith and the works of mercy in our own Catholic Church. And so um, just so many outreaches that uh, you know give people opportunities um, for betterment in their life, whether it's um, providing coats for kids, or we spoke about this last year, a, a great uh, new program that allowed uh, the distribution of wheelchairs to an area that was in need of new wheelchairs to help people who had 
health problems and mobility issues. Scott, what else are the Knights of Columbus doing in those works of mercy in our area? Just a quick follow-up on the wheelchairs. In South Dakota this year, we've also asked our councils, local councils, to ask and get support for wheelchairs that we can bring back to their communities. So at the present time, we're up in the area of 120-some wheelchairs that we have commitments for. So we are hoping here in a very short time to order another container of wheelchairs to bring to South Dakota, which will come back not only to help on the Indian reservations, but also back into our local communities, whether it's a parish member or a veteran or anyone that in the community that may need a wheelchair. The Knights of Columbus will be able to supply that wheelchair. So we're wrapping up that campaign. So that is very successful, and we thank everybody for their support of that. Because, like I say, I've seen firsthand the impact that a wheelchair can make on a, on a person's life. So, well, the Knights. The other, yeah, what's the other thing? Um, we were, during the break, Father and I were talking about uh, ultrasounds. And our Supreme Knight has asked that we reach a goal. We, the Knights of Columbus, through their ultrasound program, and what that is, if a local council or a local area raises half the money for the cost of a ultrasound machine, the Supreme Office will pay the other half, and then we can get that ultrasound machine into that local community. Uh, currently, through that program, there's been 1,479 ultrasound machines purchased and put in use. And the goal our Supreme Knight has set for the order is to have 1,500 of 1,500 ultrasound machines purchased before the March for Life on January 21st of 2022. Well, that's and a yeah, where are and we I'm at happy, with that? Uh, I'm happy to say that I just signed paperwork about 10 days ago to bring ultrasound machine number 7 into the state of South Dakota. This ultrasound machine will go to the Zoe Care Center in Yankton. It is actually a replacement for a machine that they currently have. And in this case, you know, the members of our Yankton Council raised funds along with funds they had solicited from people in their area or from councils throughout the state. And they raised $18,000, I think, in a matter of five weeks. Wow, that's incredible. Just the generosity and, and the Knights working together with members of the church. And really behind these ultrasound machines, as uh, you mentioned, for your Supreme Knight, uh, leading and call, that that call to arms is really about the Knights' pro-life mission, which is to protect the dignity of human life at all stages, from conception until a natural death, and of course, uh, providing health care for women in need, particularly women who are expecting a child. And you know, this this technology is always emerging, Scott, as you know. Um, with why would why would one area need a new ultrasound machine? Well, the technology has vastly improved. Where now, with the imaging, 
um, and digital imaging that's available in these new ultrasound machines. Uh, a mother is able to see all the features of her unborn child already in the first trimester. Um, and so how, how beautiful that is to see the dignity and God's beauty in the creation of human life. And that's what the, the Knights of Columbus is pro-life mission is all about, acknowledging the beauty, the gift of life, protecting the dignity of human life, and also helping provide health care and also uh, consideration for that expecting mother. So that way she knows she is supported. And of course, our pregnancy resource centers and the resources they get are dependent upon so many volunteers and donors. So wherever you live in the Real Presence radio listening area, support your local pregnancy resource center, whether it's at a parish level or a community uh, clinic level that's, that comes together with community members. And the Knights of Columbus are always proud to partner with organizations that support that pro-life uh, initiative and agenda. You know, Scott, kind of moving on there, looking at, you know, Knights of Columbus, one of the most visible things in my memory, Scott, was back in the 1980s, seeing members of Knights of Columbus uh, wearing yellow jackets in front of a Kmart. I don't even think there are very many Kmarts around anymore. And they had Tootsie Rolls, and uh, they were uh, really doing their Tootsie Roll program, which has been around a long time because that was in the, in the early 1980s. I have that, that childhood memory. Um, tell us about the Tootsie Roll program. Maybe people have seen that before, and they wonder, what's that all about? Yeah, and as you say, you've probably seen them out in your community for the past month or so, and you may see them for another month or so as, as local councils are, are doing that program in their communities and their parish. And the, the money collected... You know, people say, well, we're going to go out and sell 50 rolls. Well, we're not selling 50 rolls. We're seeking donations for persons with intellectual disabilities, and, and that's where all the money goes. That, that money is, in, is spent 100% on programming for people with intellectual disabilities. Once, once the cost of the 50 rolls is out, the rest of that money is 100% used right here in South Dakota, for instance, and in, in, in local jurisdictions. Uh, most, most councils have a charity or two or sometimes three that, that receive the proceeds. I know in, in our community of Aberdeen, you know, we use our funds for Aspire, um, FERS Therapeutic Riding Center, which course programming, and then we also donate to the special education program at Roncalli School System. And there's there's multiple charities in each community that use those, but all those funds are sent directly back to the charity. And the money, a portion of that comes to the state council, and when we get together for our state convention, the Thursday night of the convention, the state officers meet and we distribute funds that we've collected throughout the year and the money that our portion of that Special Olympics can only be spent on organizations that support Special Olympics is, is probably the largest benefactor 
if you go to a Special Olympics event in South Dakota and you see the volunteers wearing T-shirts, mm-hmm. those, those T-shirts are provided by the Knights of Columbus. You'll see our logo on the back, but we supply all them T-shirts that help all them volunteers be recognized for the work that they do. Well, that's incredible to know that it goes back to a grassroots roots level of, of supporting people with special needs and, and just heightening the awareness of special education programming in different areas. You know, Scott, it's been a year now since Blessed Father Michael McGivney, who is the founder of Knights of Columbus, has been raised closer to the title of St. Michael McGivney. And so the church awaits a miracle at his intercession. You know, as a kind of closing thought, Scott, how has the example of Father Michael McGivney inspired you as a member of Knights of Columbus. Here you joined almost 25 years ago. Hey, you want to join this thing in the church? And then, you know, you know, 20 years go by, and hey, do you know this uh, Father Michael McGivney who started our group? He's, he's getting close to be called a saint. He's, he's been called a blessed. You know, he's, he's going to be a saint pretty soon. We could, we could uh, you know, be asking him to pray for us. You know, has that how has your perspective grown, Scott, as a member of Knights of Columbus? Yeah, as you said, Father, you know, when I was asked to join, it was probably like, well, hey, Knights of Columbus, it sounds like something I may be interested in, not knowing, you know, where that would take me in the future. And and as I said, currently serving as state deputy, I had the fortune, myself and my wife, Lori, had the were able to go to New Haven, Connecticut, the birthplace of the Knights of Columbus. And as we sat at Mass, the sarcophagus with the remains of Father McGivney were 10 feet away. Well, that was all the inspiration I needed to do the things that I do and to help forward the mission of the Knights of Columbus and Father McGivney's vision. So that, that alone, that inspiration and has helped me and hopefully will help me propel others that are Knights of Columbus or others that we want to join the Knights of Columbus. So. Well, that's a, that's incredible, Scott, and and that uh, the lives of the saints inspire us. So, Scott, thank you to your service to the church and, and to the service of Knights of Columbus, and thanks for being with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Uh, coming up next, we're going to take a break. We'll have Father Kirby talking with all we can offer it up to the Lord the glory of God and our salvation. And we'll be back right here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 